well-rounded geek. Welcome to the Well-Rounded Geek Podcast, episode 18. I'm your host, Jeffrey Gaiman, and this is another edition of Friends for Life, where my friend Jessica and I talk about some of our favorite popular culture topics. What's up, Jessica? Hi there. We always talk way before we actually start recording. Yeah. <laughs> so it's always the most awkward beginning. <laughs> well, we, yeah, like we've been talking for 10 minutes already. And like we're talking about the things that we are going to talk about in the episode. So you're like, let's just get started. I know. I always feel like we're going to ruin it by like trying to recreate raw moments that we did off air. Yes. But right, um. Right. On today's show, we're going to do the similar topics as usual. We're going to talk about what's been grinding our gears. We're going to go over some millennial recap topics. And then we're going to talk about some popular culture. Obviously, The Bachelorette starts next week, so we'll go over a lot of that cast. Uh, let's start the show with what's been grinding our gears. You can go first. Do you still have okay. at least three? Yeah. Uh, okay. I have a few. I have a few. So, okay. Um, and they're they're pretty i guess similar but when say you're like in a public area right and there's like not a whole lot of people around for example every now and then depending on like my work schedule or say i'm done early whatever the case may be sometimes i will go and i will get like lunch by myself um i don't get time to myself at all anymore um, so when I can get just like maybe an hour to myself, I will, I will be that person to go to a restaurant, maybe like a Coney Island or something, and I will eat by myself. But sometimes like I'll go and say it's like at a weird time or there's like, it's not really a busy place and it's seat, like seat yourself. If I'm sitting there and say I'm in a booth and you know, like there's no one across from me. I've had this happen a lot where someone will walk in and they will be by themselves as well and they will sit in the booth next to mine but facing me. Nope. So like we're Serial locking killers. eyes. Yeah, no. we're like locking eyes while we're eating food and like you don't want to look at them but like you're naturally your body is like facing that way. I, and it's usually like a 50-year-old dude. Always. <laughs> Why do they do that? They want to talk to you secretly. They want to make eye contact uh, and have these I, conversations. They're so I lonely. don't want to. No. That's that's why I'm there. I'm I there know. for some some quiet time. I I just uh I don't I don't understand people's like social awkwardness sometimes is just astounding to me. Like I don't want to I don't want to watch you eat first of all. Like I try to avoid looking at people while they're eating anyway and then you were you face me like oh god. And th the other one is like kind of similar but it's like if you we were to go like into a movie theater, you and I were just talking about the movie theater before we started. And there's not a there's not a single other person in the movie theater. You have oh, 30 rows. I already know of, what you're going to say. I'm angry. <laughs> I'm already angry. Empty seats and someone sits either right behind you or right in front of you. They you know, they think okay, I'm not going to sit in that row, but it's still extremely it's by annoying. Your bubble. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like, I don't want to, if we, if there's so many rows for you to go and sit in, I don't want to hear you chewing popcorn. I don't want you close to me at all. No, no. We have so much room for activities here. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I like, and this, it goes back to the things that my husband has kind of instilled in me since we got together. Um, because I didn't really, I don't think I really used to care, but I never used to go to the movie theater when there was so many like rows open. Then once Derek and I got together and we had free time to go like on a Tuesday at 10 a.m., we would go at Tuesday, you know, at 10 a.m. on a Tuesday. Um, But then I started noticing because Derek would start to complain, like, why is this person sitting literally right? Like, I could hear them breathing behind us when there's so many like other spots in the movie theater. Like, I just. That's the worst. Painful. I also don't like there was a time where it was a busy night and I went with my friend Brian and we sit like with a gap in between us because we're like two dudes, you know, we don't want to be on top of each other. (laughs) And then like people that come in super late come up to us middle of the movie and they're like, can you scoot over so that we can sit right next to you guys? And they were the most I was already pissed that that happened. And then yeah. they were the most annoying people oh, laughing at weird stuff that's cringe yeah. and like yeah. speaking the worst. Yeah. Movie theater yeah. stuff yeah. can really get on your nerves. Yeah, it's pretty um it's pretty pretty classic. I feel like, you know, people in the theater that are loud really drive me nuts. Like okay, sure, laugh when it's funny, like be shocked when things are shocking but like people that talk really loud to each other or talk at the movie really loud not a fan of it and also don't bring your kid to the to the movies if it's like a pg-13 or or worse i've seen some bad like late (laughs) nights r-rated movie there's like kids and they're like they can't sit still too and i'm thinking wow why I guess that won't nope. happen anymore now that stuff's more digital, but um I kind of mentioned this the last time that we recorded, but um Cameron has started to do this, which uh I think it's a um either a family trait or he has noticed Derek doing it, but when I ask a question, he doesn't let the question process in his brain before he he answers me oh i'll say do you know where um cameron's backpack is and before i even get the word backpack out he's like no i don't know where it's at (laughs) without even thinking about it without even like thinking okay where did i where did i see it last um let me think about it for a second before i answer you it's immediately no, I don't know where it is. And that's usually like the question because a lot of times if I don't know where something is, it's rare, like we talked about last time. But the if I'm struggling, I turn to him and I'm like, okay, can you help me? Is this, it's got to be in a weird place. Like, help me out here. And he'll be like, no, I don't know where it is. <laughs> Do you think it's because he doesn't want to help you or he truly doesn't know? I think... 
it's probably a combination of both and it maybe just depends on <laughs> it just depends like i guess in this situation like if he's in the middle of doing something or if like he's distracted with something else he like can't take his brain off of what he's doing then to think about something else or he's just like no i don't know where it is but cameron will do it too it'll be like um i'll ask him where something is or something along those lines and he's like no i have he'll be like no i have no idea where that is he's so dramatic and i'm like you didn't even like think about it before you answered i'm like i know you wanted to be dramatic with your answer but you don't you didn't even think about it it's a family oh trick he definitely gets that from Derek. oh 100 percent something that kind of goes along with that too is like there will be something literally in front of his face and they don't see it i don't know if it's just kind of like a another trait of theirs or something but cameron is the least observant child and i think derek's like that too they'll be like 10 blue items on the table and i'll ask him for the one red item and he's like oh i don't know i i don't i don't see it in here and then I have to get up and I walk over there and I'm like, it's right here. And he's like, oh, I didn't see it. Cameron's more so like that than Derek. But wow, I just I I just live with people that are just. That happens to me with the fridge. Like Natalie will be like, <laughs> grab, blah, blah, blah. Or my dad would have been like, can you get me a, a blah, blah, blah out of the, out of the yeah. fridge? And I'll be like, where is it? And then my dad used to get mad. He'd be like, if I have to get up and I find it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I've I I honestly have found myself saying that a few times to Cameron like if I have to get up and show you where it is, I'm going to be so annoyed. Or if I have to stop what I'm doing and show you the most obvious thing and I can be so descriptive. Like it's on the left side, the second shelf next to the sour cream in between the grapes and then they're like oh i just i have no idea i don't even see it in here <laughs> like oh my god maybe he has like sensory overload by other things like uh, other yeah. things take away from what For he sure. should be looking at or something maybe it's a male I mean, thing cuz i struggle with that i'm not going to lie <laughs> oh my gosh i don't know i mean obviously like he's 5 i got to yeah. give him like a little bit of credit <laughs> like the fact that i mean Derek asking does the him same to... stuff though <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's he's thirty three. It's a little yes. bit different. Um, but yeah, I mean, I gotta, I shouldn't maybe rely on on my five year old to <laughs> to do things, but he is the oldest, so he's got to step it up. <laughs> so were those uh, all that were grinding your gears as of late? Yeah. Okay, I'll go into mine. Um, first on my list was I despise those captcha things that ask for you to prove that you're not a robot when you're like web browsing because oh my god i get anxiety like i'm gonna get it wrong oh yeah they're they're hard yeah it's not i'm a human it's am i not an idiot because i feel like i'm not clicking every (laughs) picture that shows a motorcycle or something (laughs) makes me so mad and then you know you didn't click it right and you hit next and it goes through and you're like, there's no way I got that right. It's always and then another one and comes stuff. up. Yeah. Then another one comes up and you're like, well, wait, I, how, do I click this until like there's nothing that comes up again? 
choose oh all the bridges. Gosh. That that bothers me. I understand why it exists now because <laughs> there's like a ton of like bots that do yeah. certain things and like spam websites and stuff. And I get it, but man, <laughs> make oh it gosh. easier. Like there's got to be an easier way. At least it's better than what they had at first. Remember where you had have to like spell out a word or something? Oh, and it was oh, never yeah. like clear letters. You didn't no, know if that's it was what I was just gonna say. Eight or like a B. Some... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like or like, is this case sensitive? Because there's yes. like a lowercase and an uppercase R. Yes. What are we doing here? I'd get paranoid about the cases. <sighs> but oh just like God, you, that's so true. I get annoyed by it, and then I forget about it, and then it yep. happens again. But this time, I I wrote it down. Yeah, you're like it's a grind in my gears. <laughs> so the next thing I had, which I don't know if you're gonna agree, I don't know, but I've been seeing a lot of like food videos on TikTok, and a lot of them are like sandwiches. And what grinds my gears is when people make it seem like a sandwich is super delicious. When you can tell that it has the hardest bread and it's going to destroy the roof of your mouth. So what grinds my gears are like a super hard and big sandwich and like kettle chips or something like things that are going to destroy your mouth and people act like it's good. You guys are crazy. This stuff is not good. It hurts. Okay, so there has to be a like middle of the road bread for me because do you remember back in the day, like when your mom used to make you like ham and cheese sandwiches for your lunch with like yeah. the Wonder Bread? Yeah. And you'd bite it and it would literally stick to right. like the inside of your teeth. So that's like one end of the spectrum. And then rock hard, the loudest crunch. Ever. Why do people like that? I can't do that. <laughs> that's one. the other side. <laughs> that hurts my mouth. Am I crazy? I mean,. No, I, I don't I don't like bread that's like rock hard. I do like bread that's toasted to be like real thick and crunchy, but definitely not something where it's like you have to like work your your mouth to make sure that you don't like jab your gums. Yeah. It always destroys the roof. And I'm like, why am I even why is this being hyped up like it's the greatest sandwich in the world or something? Like, and it destroys what can me. what can you compare it to? Like what kind of like restaurant are you thinking of? I don't know. I just see them. They get advertised. They've been shown on TikTok where they're like something really toasted and then they cut it and they like split it and show the insides and the insides Uh look amazing. But then I'm like, Uh you guys, like I don't like um, when people make oversized things, though, either. So it's not even just the crunchiness. It's when you know that it's going to be difficult to even fit in your mouth. And then it's like a World War Two weapon of crunch (laughs) inside. Yeah, I don't I don't really like um I'm not a sometimes I get like sketched out by like lunch meat sometimes so like I can't have like too much of that on the sandwich to make it like really really thick. Yeah. Or I get like grossed out. So I'm I, similar to that. Yeah. I I will like smash the sandwich down like enough obviously to to fit it into my mouth cuz I don't want to like also look like I'm a horse eating a piece of food too so like it's got to be a good size and I feel like that thick crunchy bread you just look like a savage every time that's like crumb city right there I know it is (laughs) (laughs) but I don't know what this a lot of these places are starting to make just bigger things like do you agree on this too um like 
people are leaning towards huge burgers now. And I don't even want that. Like, no, I'll just I, smash mm-mm. some smaller, like, sliders. And that's oh, so yeah. much better than a massive, like, you can't even fit your mouth around it. There's all these toppings. I don't like that. No, no. I, I um, am also not. Uh, this is going to make me sound like I'm, like, such a picky eater, but I promise I'm not. But I, um, I don't really like ground beef all that much. Like, it has to be... I I don't love the texture of it, I think. So I cannot do thick burgers. Like, I'm not really a burger person in general. Like, I would never go to a restaurant and order a burger unless I have seen it before and know, like, how thick it is. Um, But, yeah, I mean, if it's, like, thicker than, like, a mcdonald's patty or a little bit bigger i'm i'm not about it so the fact that that there's like massive like oh like two pounds of beef on here i'm like that is disgusting i can't no i can't deal with that Mm -mm. and i can't even finish that stuff either and then i feel bad about it Mm -mm. well we could go on for days probably about the food stuff (laughs) seriously (laughs) um i had like two two more One of them is a bonus because I talked about it last week. We already went over it. But one thing that's been bothering me, Natalie's been coming home from work lately. And there's just so many people at her salon that very confidently speak on things. And they're completely wrong because it's like subjects that I'm really knowledgeable on. So Natalie Mm -hmm. will come home and say, is this true? Like, because Natalie doesn't know, know, you know, she's very... uh, She's going to be kind and not call them out on it, but she's going to come home and ask me. And what grinds my gears is just people that that can be so overconfident on certain subjects that they, they honestly don't know, but they feel the need to push it on other people and comfortably talk about it. It's so weird to me. Like she comes home with stories that I'm like, uh... That's definitely not how 5G works or something like (laughs) subjects that I went to school for. Like they must have read something on Facebook or something. (laughs) Sure. I mean, that unfortunately seems to be the uh, pretty common issue right now in the world. Just people speaking um, from a very misinformed standpoint. I just think, um, you know, the Internet, I think, has like really ruined us in a lot of ways with with that type of thing it's just giving people um a ton of information that is incorrect and then people feel like just because they're reading it that they're informing themselves and then they spread it around yeah and it's it's dangerous so like i i lean both ways and i've even talked to you about it if i ever did pursue a PhD. I don't think I will, but if I did, I would want to study like the harms of information nowadays being at your fingertips because it blows my mind. But I think it also it can be beneficial for people like us that have gone through a lot of schooling and know that you need to you need to double check your sources. And I've learned a lot from the internet, you know. But I'm also mindful of what I'm consuming. Where a lot of people. They're only going to consume consume what fits their beliefs. Like they could scroll past twenty things that 
are against what they think, but they're going to see the mm-hmm. clickbait article that they're going to click and instantly think that it's it's truth and and yeah. share it like wildfire, like you're saying. So, yeah, there's a lot of harm, but then there are good things. I mean, we're in a different time now where you could learn a lot of valuable stuff that you would usually have to pay for for school and things. So there are pros and cons, but I her salon's bad with that Eesh. stuff. Like she'll come home. And she's starting to get frustrated because I think she's starting to pick up on it, even though she's not in the know of certain subjects. She knows to question it and come home and ask me. And I'm like, no, (laughs) it doesn't work that way. That's so bad. Well, she's in a really like hard position because like as a hairstylist, like she she probably gets a lot of different people in there, like probably her clients, too, that come in and just like spew all of this stuff out and she's not going to argue with them because a i don't think that's like her personality and b she that then she could potentially lose a client so it's like she has to just listen to all of this nonsense Mm -hmm. all day long i can't imagine oh yeah i mean i i feel like her and i are a little bit similar in that because when i get like a patient and their family into the office and they're like giving a lot of information or saying a lot of things to me that is just like so crazy and incorrect it's so hard for me to remain professional and like do my best it depends on the person like if they look like someone who is there to like ask me questions and and truly try to like figure out something then I'm open to giving them what I know of from a fact standpoint. Yeah. But if I have a parent or even a patient come in saying like these crazy things and I know that they're one of those people that you cannot educate or change their mind in any way. Yeah. I then have to respectfully say something like, you know, I can't spend any more time, you know, talking about this like or i i can't argue with you over this Mm -hmm. topic like we have to keep things you know professional i mean i had a i had a mom uh say to me one time that she doesn't believe in the covid tests because she read somewhere that they're just all rigged and i mean i can't like spend the time arguing with her about that because if she thinks that they're rigged then in her mind and in her beliefs they are right so like i just said she's what am i gonna say she's gonna scroll by 20 posts that show that they're valid and then she'll see one you know but to me i don't know when you've obtained higher education and you've specialized in specific subjects like you've specialized in the medical field you are a master of the medical field. I am yeah. a master of information technology. But do you go around your day-to-day talking, like pushing medical truths on people? Because I don't I don't go around talking about 5G and stuff. Like no, people no. are so weird. Like, let's just let's just enjoy each other's presence and why do we always have to push these weird theories and conspiracy and stuff? Like what what is going on? That's been I grinding know. my gears. 
Oh, honestly. yeah. I think it grinds everybody's gears that... It's only getting worse. So mm-hmm. my other one was, uh, we won't t- touch on it too long, but it was that I keep getting TikToks sent through <laughs> Instagram reels and it is bothering me so much and they're super delayed trends and the video quality is <laughs> even worse and I'm getting spammed them and I'm just thinking, yeah. come on, what are we doing here? If it's a TikTok, send it through TikTok. If yes. it's an Instagram just, video, send it through Instagram. Just stop hating on TikTok. Just watch it. If yeah. you're gonna, if you're sending it me through Instagram, then you're obviously hating on TikTok, and mm-hmm. I know because we've talked about it. TikTok builds an algorithm, so if you're liking certain things or following certain things, you're gonna see certain trends and things. You're obviously either not on TikTok at all if you're sending me these reels, or you are not giving it its the chance that you should and following things or liking things because you're not building an algorithm if you're not seeing this stuff, you know, because it's right. everywhere. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to bring the that dark up. side. I'm going to bring that up more often if it, if it keeps happening because that's killing <laughs> me because <laughs> you and I will will spam each other TikToks and it's fine. But if it's like if I have eight videos of something that I've already seen before on TikTok four months ago, I'm mm-hmm. like dying inside. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So bad. All right. Well, let's go into our uh, our main show. The first topic that we had was Facebook and Instagram were down recently. And that mm-hmm. that leads back to people consuming misinformation because people were freaking out. And the oh people that were freaking out are the people that heavily rely on that. And we don't have to go into that too deep. But I wanted to ask you, why did we abandon MySpace? <laughs> why that was like the most perfect social media yeah yeah i don't know it's uh i guess we didn't know a good thing when we had it i think yeah really um i didn't know that it was down because i was at work that day and then i had no idea that instagram was down either but i i texted you at like like super late that day and i was like instagram was down too and you're like yeah i know <laughs> so like that just goes to show that it doesn't affect me like it affected so many other mm-hmm. people and i've seen so many parodies um of people like making fun of people that rely so heavily on the information that they see on facebook that um making fun of them and them freaking out so yeah i don't know my I mean i loved myspace i thought it was the jam i don't um really like fully remember kind of what the layout was like i remember you had like seven or eight like top friends or whatever and then you had you could post like pictures and stuff like that but you couldn't i don't really recall because i was quite young when myspace was out um but could you post like articles and like no and that's what was good no yeah yeah you could only post like it was almost like a discussion board format so yeah. I'm sure that they would have exploited it in some way to make it bad, yeah. but nowhere near the way it is now. Like, and it's even come out before Facebook was down. It came out. A whistleblower is proving basically that Facebook is purposefully sending you misinformation based on the data that they've gathered that you want to see, so that you mm-hmm. can click and get likes, and they get more advertising revenue so Mm. they're exploiting the misinformation but i just miss 
I miss what made social networks good. And it was just keeping in touch with people and seeing people that you maybe wouldn't, you know, from high school or something that you wouldn't Mm -hmm. be able to still remain in touch with, but you can still be in touch from afar. And MySpace was just so, so chill. You could have music, you could customize your page. (laughs) See, I remember being like really stressed out about MySpace because quite frequently I would either move up or down in the rank of top friends. (laughs) I know that was the... (laughs) I think everyone was that way. And if you weren't in someone's top eight, like, if Jimmy took me out, I'd be like, what is going on? Uh-huh. I, me God. immediately, like, going on AIM and being like, why'd you move me down mm-hmm. to number three? <laughs> yep. But it was always usually because some crush needed to make it in there, you know? Yeah. Oh, so, my gosh. <laughs> so ridiculous. But we always, like you just said, we don't we don't realize a good thing when we have it. No. Nope. And mm-hmm. I think it was a good thing that Facebook and Instagram were down, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. I really I'm do. I'm sure. And Give everybody a break. Right. Going back to Natalie's salon, she had people there that thought like something bad was happening. Like the world oh was ending. Gosh. Oh my gosh. Which is geez, insane. People are crazy nowadays. Everyone oh, just needs geez. to take a chill pill and just just be more present in your own life, honestly. Right, um, right. The next thing that I wanted to bring up was Saturday Night Live. I wanted to talk about if you even watch that anymore, but I did want to touch on that Kim Kardashian was on there recently hosting, and it was really good. Mm-hmm. And you sent me some clips, so you've seen it too. Yeah. I so was that was the only part I saw. I did see a little bit of her monologue in the beginning. Um, she was like joking about her mom's boyfriend and like making some pretty good jokes. Um, she did way better than I thought she would with that, but. Yeah, I I don't watch SNL anymore. I was a huge fan back like in high school. I would watch it pretty much every weekend, um, especially if there was somebody on there that I really liked. Um, But I don't watch it anymore. I couldn't really tell you anybody who's still on there. Yeah, me neither. Um, But the the skit with all of the um, Bachelor, like – or bachelorette you know contestants was great (laughs) yeah i agree and i was surprised that number one i was surprised she was even on there and then i was surprised she was so game and she was honestly funny i mean yeah a lot of these celebrities right we're only going to get to see what media wants to show us of their personality you know what i mean and she does not get portrayed that good and she was making fun of every family member and she was game for every skit and i thought that was cool but yeah it is sad that there can still be successful skits like that but i feel like it's dying i i don't think snl's as popular i don't think people are necessarily watching live i think they're watching like us where it becomes viral and then we're catching back up with it yeah yep that's exactly what what I do for a lot of stuff but um yeah it was back in the day I mean when you had like Justin Timberlake on there and like you know Jimmy Fallon like people like when those skits were on like that was 
that was some of my favorite times. That was But prime. I mean, back in the day, like, you know, when Chris Rock was on there, when yeah. like all of those people, I mean, that was obviously the, you know, really good years as well. But it definitely is just, um, I can imagine with with today's climate, it's probably very difficult to make shows like that. Like we talked about yesterday, you know, comedy yeah. is unfortunately dying and to make a, a sketch show basically making fun of things in the world or making fun of people it's just probably extremely difficult i think comedy's dying without a lot of people realizing it too because mm-hmm. i i don't always realize it and then i take a step back and i think when we have conversations and i'm like dang it is dying because there hasn't been very good movies or shows and stuff because everyone has yeah. to be so there are negatives to comedy, right? Like there are some things that are should not be made fun of that have been made fun of in the past. Mm-hmm. But the thing with comedy is a lot of comedians and even SNL and stuff, they try to be good about making fun about pretty much everyone and everything. Yeah. You know, they're not specifically sure. targeting stuff, but yeah. that's what I think's ruining that genre right now is if it's a touchy subject, it's going to get canceled, you know? So yeah, I think that's right. I think you're right that that could be why SNL sort of feels like it is dying a little bit because they Mm -hmm. have to be, you know, tiptoeing around lava at times because people are going to freak out. Um, The next topic that I wanted to talk about the final for the millennial recap was the challenge 37. Since we last spoke, there hasn't, Really, this season's been a slow burner, I feel like, you know. So since we last spoke, Berna and Huey went home, which I didn't care about at all because I don't care about them. Uh, Amber and Jeremiah went home. I liked Jeremiah. Yeah, and I liked Amber, too. I think um, she, you know, she won last season, so she was considered, you know, a vet. Um, I think that she got screwed by Fessy and... You know how I feel about Fessy. So, um, you know, I think I liked her. I liked them as like a partnership. But um, I think that the show has gotten better now that there's no like rookie rookie teams left. Yeah, that's what made it a slow burner is they were just yeah, picking off the rookies. Picking them off. And yep. the format wasn't really good to protect the rookies, you know? Because no. the last couple seasons, the vets we've talked about were in trouble because yeah. there was there was more rookies and they were picking off the vets. And it was like exciting, yeah. right? But, now they have to kind of go against each like, yeah. other. The vets have to go against each It'll other be good. now. So it's going to be, yeah, yeah. it's going to get good. Another thing that happened, and you already touched on him, and I forgot to put it in this outline, is Fessy did go home after yeah. he laid hands on Josh, and that was yeah. awesome because I oh my despise gosh. him. He could be on yes. my grind my gears every week. He's the oh worst, my God. and it just feels better now that he's gone, doesn't it? Like there's no threat oh, yeah. that he could win because I'd nope. be so disappointed if he won. Oh yeah, and he like I don't know he he still just comes off like so cocky and even when he messed up and like pushed josh's face or whatever the heck he ended up doing it's just like i don't know he just didn't seem like very remorseful about genuine empathetic no it was so fake 
it was oh like a yeah, stage response. Yeah, and then he's like pushing out tears. So oh bad. My God. It, it made me yeah. cringe. He is a narcissist. Yeah. But oh, he's, yeah. he tries to cover it up by being manipulative. But like you already just touched on, Bettina and Corey just won the last Lair game and they thought they were going to be able to start switching with partners mm-hmm. and, you know, start the White Elfin style domino effect. And yeah. TJ said, just go back up. And then we didn't get any clarity on there. So yeah. there's, I think, Devin's without a partner right now. And then yeah. who's the other female without a partner? Mm, Tori. Okay, so it's weird. I don't know what's yeah. going to happen. No. And it's going to start getting messy. And I'm excited yeah. for that. Because now it's yeah. all vet teams. And you could tell tensions are starting to <laughs> be present. People were really mad at Corey last episode. And I would just like to say a, a little um, side note, too, is CT is looking so good this he, season. What is going wow. on with that? <laughs> like, I've always found, I think last season, I think he looked um, he looked a little haggard last season, like tired. Um, but I think he was just, like boozing a lot and seemed like he maybe wasn't taking good care of himself. And then, then when he came to the, um, to the reunion, yeah, he said like that he was just trying to like clean it up a little bit, but I've never like been, even when he was like in his prime, I was not attracted to him, like not as attracted to him, but this season I'm like, uncle ct (laughs) he's reverse aged yes like 15 years yes he looks jacked again he's got his chiseled chin yeah he he looks really good he really does isn't it weird that he's do you get weirded out that none of the girls act attracted to them him or they never show any sort of attraction I, I know he's been married, but they ended up breaking yeah. up, right? They're still trying I'm to pretty sure. work on know. things. So maybe out of respect for him, we don't see women yeah. attracted to him anymore because he was a heartthrob back in the day. Oh, God. Because he was a bad yeah. boy. He would fight everyone. And sure. he was jacked. And yeah. And everyone loved him. But we don't see that anymore. Maybe they, I don't know. I mean, who honestly knows? Like for somebody like him who has had such like longevity with, this show like maybe there is things that he has like in his contracts or something that say like i don't want any like love interest shown or i don't want anyone to talk like about my personal life like i don't know maybe there's certain things that you know he because i feel like he is pretty he's a pretty like private guy i feel like on the show like he doesn't yeah, he's not talk focused a whole lot. on and then he wins no <laughs> yeah and like he doesn't really talk a whole lot about like his um like personal life not in anymore. the in the yeah. in the diary room or, or whatever like the interview part so i don't know but he looks good he does <laughs> <laughs> and when he was wrestling in the mud on the last one he looks so jacked and oh, i was thinking my God. how did he get on some peds or something does he have oh, a trt gosh. i don't uh, know he can he treatments? can get on my trt anytime <laughs> He's, well, he just looks, looks so good. The rest of the show should be much more yeah. eventful now that they're all going to be against one another. And we'll talk about right. it as it unfolds. So we'll go into the popular culture topics. I did want to touch on 
the Bachelor in Paradise finale, and then we'll talk about some of the people that pop out at us on Michelle's upcoming season. So what happened in the Bachelor in Paradise finale since we last spoke, uh, Abigail and Noah broke up, Thomas and Becca broke up, and then the final three couples ended up all getting engaged. So let's go down the list. What did you think about Abigail and Noah breaking up? Um, first and foremost, this is the this was the absolute worst season of this show, and oh, I will so say bad. that with confidence. Um, there was the most like staged drama that I've ever seen. My mom couldn't watch it. Oh my gosh. It's so bad. And like, I'm sorry, but the people that they had on the season, I think were just like really boring. Um, Especially like once all the interesting people went home, like after Tammy and Demi left. Yeah. Which I don't really like either of them, but like they at least brought a little bit more to the show. Cause then once they left, it was just like, yeah, like snooze city. I was like, okay, well, I find um, Abigail to be extremely boring, and I think um, I think Noah was always really funny, like at, during his season. But I feel like because Abigail is so boring, I think maybe he was boring too. So I think he realized like maybe you aren't my person, and then they tried to make it seem like it was a really dramatic breakup, but I don't think it was. And I guess now they're still dating. Which is even weirder because they're they are still dating. Yeah, and they're, like... they look even happier than when they were on the show. But what I wanted to touch on with them is he told her that he was falling in love with her, basically, and then yeah. she didn't respond well, almost like Katie did to Greg. Yeah, and yeah. then it made him contemplate things like Greg did, yeah. and then he just pulled her aside and said, you know. I don't think you're my person, which is obviously a lie now because they're still dating. But he totally did what Greg should have done. So I got to give Noah some some credit, even though I don't like Noah or Abigail, to be honest. They're boring to me. I don't either. But he handled it. I still think he was overreacting because he just told her he was falling in love with her. And then he just didn't like the response and his ego was damaged. So then he ended things, you know, but he went about it much better than the meltdown that Greg had. Yes. I was thinking about that. I do think um, this season in particular, like I said, I think a lot of this was staged. Um, I saw a TikTok like about um, how much like production had to be involved this season. Um, so I would imagine like like her, her and um, Noah breaking up and Becca and Thomas breaking up I'm sure had a lot to do with like they just wanted drama and I think like that's what the show is about so they were like okay we're gonna have you guys break up and you guys break up and then you guys can get engaged (laughs) because Becca and Thomas that was the next thing I wanted to talk about their breakup was so weird and forced and it felt like they told Thomas to cry (laughs) it was so rushed and now they're still together and honestly don't kill me for saying this, but I honestly love them together. I, I don't have a problem with it. I find it hot, to be honest. <laughs> I don't. I like Becca. I've always liked Becca. Me too. Um, But I just don't know what the appeal is with Thomas. I don't find him to be attractive. Um, 
And I also think his personality is just really, really dry. Yeah. So if you are not sure, like you have a good body, great. But if you are like boring and no depth. you seem like you, yeah, like you seem like there's not really a whole lot there. It just, it just doesn't do it for me. So I feel kind of um, like I like Becca a little bit less because that's who she chose. Um, I'm not surprised though. Yeah. I'm not surprised I mean, she sure, they, up with... Yeah. They make an attractive couple, sure, like whatever. But I don't know. I think she she's just struggling to find who she really wants. I don't think that they're going to be like a forever couple. The thing with me for them was I've always really despised Thomas. Like they made yeah. him a huge villain on Katie's season, even when he came on to this season, the way the edit they were giving him like a huge POS, like master yeah. BSer. But as the show ended, I didn't feel like I despised him as much mm-hmm. as I was led to think previously. Because there were people that were way worse. Like like Ivan, yeah. for example, I thought I loved Ivan and then yeah. he ended up being so shady and yeah. it was a horrible exit. And Thomas looks better than, uh, in my opinion, you know, which was weird. And then like when Thomas, when Becca was breaking up with Thomas, he like started to cry and then his voice got like really high and it was really uncomfortable to watch. He was like, I just don't want to leave here not knowing. I'm like, whose voice is that? (laughs) (laughs) So the thing with their relationship that I do like, and I'll touch on it with Joe and Serena as well when we talk about that later, but... I feel like Thomas is a master BSer and mm-hmm. can come off pretty fake, but because of how great Becca is, it made him vulnerable. Like he's not as yeah. cocky at all. Like she definitely is in charge. You know what I mean? For sure. He yeah, was yeah, crying. Yeah. He was yeah. he did not cry with Katie like that. No, 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 no. No. Every single thing that he said on Katie's season was like calculated. Yeah. Um, so I think when he met Becca, who is like a super strong, like, you know, doesn't take any BS kind of girl, you know, he probably was like, OK, I can't manipulate her like, but I actually really like her personality. So I'm going to be like more myself. But they really didn't show him a lot in in Paradise. And they really didn't show them together a lot after they got together, which I thought was kind of strange. So maybe if they would have shown it more, I would be a little bit more yeah. into them but because maybe know. they did have emotional conversations that would add more depth because obviously they cut out a lot i know yeah. that um what's her name i think it was tia remember when she got mad at that tattoo taddy daddy saying that he doesn't like show that he actually wants to be with her what's her name oh tia? yeah yeah yeah, yeah tia and so Blake. yeah so apparently she was triggered because Thomas did something like really cute for Becca. Oh. And it's just stuff we don't see. You know, I feel yeah. like we were, we get robbed of some of the stuff that would make it so much more entertaining than the forced fake drama. And that's unfortunate. But yeah, they're still dating after the show, too, just like Noah and Abigail. So we'll go on to the three couples that ended up getting engaged. The first one I want to talk about, (laughs) in my opinion, the least likely to end up getting married and last, but I could be just a hater, 
Mari and Kenny. Yeah. What so are your weird. thoughts on them? They're so weird. Kenny is the dumbest human being I've ever seen on one of these shows. So there dumb. is nothing going on upstairs. And I don't know if maybe there's not really a whole lot going up on upstairs with Mari either. So they make just like one whole brain together. Um, but he, I mean, when he was talking, he was like, um, yeah. And, um, I don't know. I think I, well, I know I am. Well, I think I am like falling in love. And I was like, it was painful. And she was just eating it up. I'm like, oh boy, oh boy. Their engagement, like when he actually proposed, was better than I actually thought it was going to be. Oh, it was still bare. It was still horrible. It, it was still bad. But <laughs> when I'm comparing to the conversations like you're talking about where they were talking about if they were falling in love with each other and stuff, that actually seemed better. And I was surprised. But then yeah. what did he say? He said the dumbest thing right after it. I'm forgetting what it was. Oh, no. He goes, we're getting engaged. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of working, after they married. were already engaged, yeah. yeah like, <laughs> oh man, he's if the view if the listeners don't know, he's forty, yeah. so that should explain itself. I mean, he's like forty, but he like dresses and acts like he's nineteen. Yeah, um, he's stuck in then, a time period. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen? Did you see the part where like they showed actually no maybe that wasn't that wasn't on the show that was on a that was on tiktok because i think i follow her on tiktok um and all she does is like post like thirst traps thirst traps like of her like dancing and booty shorts and whatever um but it was a video of like them coming home and him meeting like her family and stuff and he was dressed like um vanilla ice it was like a wife beater and then like a patterned like opened shirt and like a hat that was like barely on his head i was like oh no and he's 40 Come on. and you're 40 like you yeah, should be wearing man child khakis and mm-hmm. a and a butt and a collared shirt they're not gonna last I, in my no, opinion I'm, i give I'm not them two months hate, but no <laughs> the harsh realities of of mm. life with a significant other no they're not gonna last no. so a couple that i love that we'll talk about next was marissa and riley they got engaged. I hope that they last because I Me really too. like them together. They're my favorite. <laughs> yeah. They seem very compatible just from the jump. Yep. And I think the producers wanted to make us feel like there were some inconsistencies or there was some doubt like throughout, but there was yeah. no doubt. No, no, no. And no. then he like was messing with her when they were sitting down and trying to decide if they wanted to stay together and he was like starting to be did that trick you it did i was like wait a minute and then when he was like i'm just kidding or whatever and then they were laughing together and joking i was like oh my god they're cute i know i love that and they've been posting stuff post finale and they're just really cute together honestly yeah i I hope the best i think he's from is he from michigan oh i don't know I think he's from Michigan. I could be I completely thought, wrong. I thought they said Chicago. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Could be. Maybe originally from Michigan. I could be yeah. wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm going to edit it out. <laughs> or I'll keep it in now that I did the whisper. Uh, the final couple was Joe and Serena. That's actually my favorite couple, and I'll explain why, because they're awkward. 
but I did want to <laughs> talk about how bad. Oh God. It was how they sent Kendall in right before he proposed to Serena. What did you think of that? Um, Completely staged, obviously. Um, Unnecessary. uh, Completely unnecessary. It did did not add any value to any of it. We did not care whether whether kendall approved that or ship not. Had she was yeah this, that was old news like they already put us through torturous conversations with them prior and um i did see a uh tiktok where someone was saying that they had like information on that whole situation and kendall had already gone home she had Ooh. already flown all the way home and they paid her $5,000. Like, obviously, I don't know if this is true, but this is what I had heard. Um, they paid her $5,000 to come back and basically, like, make it seem like she was going to try to break up the engagement. Oh, and that's that not is... even what she really did. It was so... Well, I think that, like, the previews made it seem like that. And I think that that was, like, what they were trying to accomplish. And... That is just like it was so cringe that yeah. entire time. It I was didn't like, work. Ew. And now that you're saying that, that's probably true because there was yeah. no reason for them to keep that in. If anything, no. it ruined a happy moment for me yes. as a viewer and yeah. probably threw off Joe. Imagine going to propose and then no. your ex just shows up. You know no. what I'm saying? No, that was mm-hmm. bad. But what I think you just said is probably true then because they paid some money for that so they had to just keep it in but they just yeah. edited it a certain way to mm-hmm. to keep everyone it everyone was like looking out like Ugh. looking at her walk up and they're like oh my god is that kendall and then they went to like commercial break so so bad trying and to make it seem they wanted to bring kendall onto that beach the whole season and make some big thing and it, i feel like it just never ended up turning out that way because joe is mature that's why. Yeah. Because other people wouldn't have been able to handle that good. But what I liked was Joe told Serena right before he proposed that Kendall came. And mm-hmm. even though she's very young, she's like 23. Yeah. She, instead of freaking out in that moment that she's expecting to get proposed to, she said, are you okay? And that seemed mm-hmm. mature to me. And I liked that. Yeah. And then when he proposed, they're, he's awkward. But yeah. It was awkward in the beginning, and then his, like, lip quivered when he was proposing. <laughs> yeah. And got a little emotional, and that tugged at my heartstrings, because just like Derek got the same way when I watched him yeah. propose to you, I got yeah. the same with, way with Natalie. Mm-hmm. That that feels more real to me than, oh, yeah. like, when I watched Kenny and Mari, for example. Oh, yeah. But the thing I wanted to touch on with their relationship, because they've been posting stuff after two, and they're... They're really cute, and I I hope the best for all these couples. I don't want Kenny and Mari not to work out, but I just don't think they will. But um, what I like about Joe and Serena, similar to what I liked about Thomas and Becca, is Serena seems like she has a really tough exterior, and we've talked about it. She seems like she could be mean if she was (laughs) not friendly with you, and she has that type of exterior where she has to sort of pick on people. Like she would pick on Joe, make fun of things. Yeah. But 
Joe is such a sweet guy, and what I like about them is they did not seem compatible, and that was the most random relationship, but that's mm-hmm. why I feel like it's working, because he made her vulnerable. Like, she was crying and stuff. I don't remember her even crying that hard with Matt James when she had to break up with him and stuff. No. So, I appreciate that. That That brings some realness to it to me when I see tough people get more vulnerable you know what i mean yeah and i think too like i mean like you said if you i don't think joe especially out of all those people is any kind of performer um i think he honestly was the worst at probably the staged things yeah um so I think when he was like getting emotional, like, you know, that that's the truth because, right. you know, I don't think he's one to really be a super emotional guy in general. Um, so I think I do think that like they do have the most genuine feelings for each other. Um, so I predict them to be probably the one that lasts the longest. Um Which makes no sense because I would not have. No. No. Mm -hmm. Like you would think Marissa and Riley super compatible. Yeah. And and I hope they'll probably last too. But Joe and Serena would not have pictured together. Like if you showed me their pictures before the season started, I would have put Marissa with Riley possibly. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But not Joe and Serena. No. No, no, no. (laughs) She turned out Matt James. Yeah, like especially knowing their personalities. Like like not even like just how they are look like how they look. It's more so like like you said, she's like a very bubbly outgoing. Yeah, yeah. And like he's a little bit more reserved. I don't know. Awkward reserved. Is just a a opposites attract in that case. Some yin and yang going on there. Uh huh. Well, all in all, brutal season. Brutal but season. Some of those engagements, I do hope, go the long haul, yes. and it'll make yeah. it a little bit more worth it. The final topic that I wanted to talk about is the Bachelorette with Michelle starts next Tuesday, October nineteenth. I don't want to go through every single cast member because we don't have the same resources as we had with Katie's season, but I'm just looking at the cast now today. Just like you are. Are there any people (laughs) that pop out (laughs) to you in a bad way? And let's talk Um, about it. And then are there any people that pop out to you in a good way? And let's talk about it. Well, first and foremost, yes, there are some ones that... (laughs) This cast does not look very good. But we said that about Katie's. I... There were at least like... I would say it was more 50-50 with Katie's season. Like, yeah. 50% looked okay, and the other 50% looked questionable. But these guys look... I... Mm. So, Casey... Um, I don't know if you're looking at the same page as me, but he's in the top row. He's the last one in the top row. Yeah, He looks like Harrison Ford. Like He looks about way older than 36. <laughs> 30 years ago, he looks like Harrison Ford. Um, what is that smile? He looks like he just like did something that he shouldn't have done or like, or or he was about to smile. (laughs) He was about to smile and they caught him like as he was like smiling. He was unbuttoning his top shirt and then got caught. (laughs) So he did that half smile. Oh, oh geez. I'm not. So 
yeah mm -mm. and then the guy next to him brian he's an nfl player okay um i know is that true i don't even know know. remember when uh who was who was on katie's season again that was supposedly a football player we ended up loving him and we wanted him to be the next bachelor i'm just blanking andrew yes andrew Yeah. yeah They didn't say NFL, but he was a football, a professional football player. Yeah. Uh, weird. Mm. I don't know. He looks he looks like sketchy. I don't know if he's <laughs> either going to be like really, really drunk or he's not going to say a single thing. Um, the one that I think the two that that stick out to me the most, I think, on this list is um, Jamie, who's 32. He's a biotech CEO. He lives in San Diego. He looks like he's everybody's grandpa. He does. He looks, we were talking about it before the show. He looks like the guy from Reading Rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> he he obviously is a, um, a cultured man because yes. he's wearing like a, you know, a, a, an outfit. Um, um, I'm just like looking at his like little thing. Um, he once traveled to Ecuador, so not surprised. Not, not I'm surprised just I'm not me. I'm not feeling him. He's giving me a weird uh, old vibe. How old? Oh, he says he's 32. There's no way he's the same age as me. There's no way. We're approaching that tad category where it starts to hurt when you find out these uh, people's ages. Uh, um. I mean, everybody else in that row looks fine, I guess. Um, Martin, the personal... Oh, there's always got to be a personal trainer on every single He looks episode. like an F boy. <laughs> and you know what? I'm going to be lives really in Miami. sad. Of course, yeah. And he has he has that eyebrow uh, hard yeah. part in his eyebrow. Yeah. But <laughs> I've seen some of the previews of Michelle's season, and he was in them a lot. If he goes far, I'm instantly judging Michelle because we've talked about it off air, but I really do like Michelle and I mm-hmm. hope she finds love on this season and I hope this season's better than Katie's season. If she ends up with Martin, the personal mm. trainer from Miami, Mm-mm. Florida, with the hard part eyebrow and the bleached hair. Yeah, I was just going to say for, for, for the listeners to give you a description, he has a black beard and mustache. <laughs> And then his eyebrows are black and his hair is bleach blonde. So, so in case anybody really wants a good, <laughs> a good visual. Um, yeah, he's probably, I can imagine he's probably going to be uh, someone who causes some drama. He just looks like he, he would be he like, yeah, like he would be the center of everybody's problems. And then everybody else seems fine in that row, I guess. Um, and then the the last row, last full row, he uh, Rodney. He's twenty nine. He's a sales rep, and he lives in California. He oh. is taking up the entire circle with his body in his head. I didn't even. You know see what I'm him? saying? I had to go to a separate page for that. Oh. oh. Like he he just looks Night like one. a very large man. Night one going home. Unfortunately, like on the website, they're like each individual picture is in like a circle, like a like a like a bubble, and he just looks like such a 
large, oddly shaped man that he's taking up the majority of the bubble. Oh, oh my I gosh. I see him. And do you see Ryan? 30? Yeah. <laughs> he looks like he got caught mid flash uh-huh. in his yeah. image. He <sighs> looks like he's really forcing it really hard. Look at PJ. Oh my gosh. So PJ is a. Um, he also has a dangly earring, just like the oh, guy from the no. last season. Um, he's rocking some 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 serious necklaces, but yeah, he's got the dangly earring and a mustache. He definitely listens to boys to men. Oh, one hundred percent. He probably sings. He probably sings it. He's a firefighter, aka a <sighs> stripper. What? <laughs> Oh man, her season's lacking. Oh my god! I wanted to pick out people that stood out to me that looked good, and I'm like, I am having difficulty with this. But <laughs> Clayton is the next Bachelor, and that's going to be weird because we're going to see him on this show for a few episodes. I don't know how long he lasts. I would yeah. have, I would have chosen him as as someone that looks more normal and and good. So maybe he yeah. will be a good Bachelor, but. She's got a rough bunch here. And you know how she is. She's more mature. She's a teacher. She's mm-hmm. into sports. There's yeah, a lot of I mean, F boys. These guys need to have like some really good personalities. Um, yeah. Because she's she's like pretty funny, so I think, you know, that they've got to hold up. So just the few that I think look pretty good just like briefly by their images. Um Personally, for me, I think like the most most attractive ones are probably. Oh gosh, <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe like Chris G. I mean, I don't know. He he looks yeah. okay. Yep, he's a motivational um, speaker. Chris S has a very strong jaw with he a does. butt chin. With a butt chin. Um, oh, I didn't even see the glutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. see the chin. Mm-hmm, the John Travolta. Um, and then I think, like, Leroy looks, he, in the next row, Leroy looks good. Um, he oh, just looks boy. too young to me. He does. He looks young. Um, oh, my gosh. Peter looks like like uh, your boy Cody. <laughs> Cody Oh, Rigby. Cody Rigsby? Yeah, he looks like him. <laughs> I mean, um, he's a pizzapreneur. What even is that? I don't. I, I think I'm that too, so I don't know. Um, <laughs> nobody in that row is doing it for me at all. No. Um, Spencer looks okay. I think he's a, you know, he's a handsome guy, yeah. even though he's, he's wearing a, a turtleneck. Um, 25 financial crimes analysts. Whoa. Ooh. But 25, that's so young. My gosh. Um, Rick, 32, he looks like Connor uh, 2.0. The one from last last season who who plays on his guitar. Ukulele Um, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know how he's going to do. Yeah. I I mean, do we need to start getting into medical sales or something? Why does everyone have that job nowadays? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, well, he's probably a pharmaceutical rep or a... um, medical supply rep those make they they make really good money and it's not that hard of a job Mm -hmm. malik is an academic administrator and she might like that 
he oh, yeah. does have frosted tips, but he's he 36. Does. Some of these guys, unless they have like a good backstory to explain why they haven't settled down, I always get weirded out by a huge age gap. Yeah. How old it, is she? I think she's around my age or your age. She's definitely yeah, yeah. around 30. Yeah, I was going to say, she's not like in her 20s. She's not like in her mid-20s. She's like at least 30, I would imagine. So yeah, so Malik's 36. He looks boring to me. He does look so, boring. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know about that. But honestly, obviously, like we've been proven before, we don't know anything off of just their pictures but that's kind of the the vibe i'm she's 28 by from. the way so oh okay. she's a little bit younger than i thought yeah yeah but she carries herself she's very mature maturely. yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but we'll see there a lot of these guys look just really really dull but i don't know we we never know watch us love this cast outside of the guy from miami i know i'm gonna right? hate that guy He's going to be my grind my gears every week. <laughs> and then Olamide because his eyes are too close to one another. And I don't like that. Oh, it makes yeah. me feel uneasy. Yeah. But we will meet as frequent as we can as the season unfolds. And we'll talk about everything. We'll dive into it. I just, I really hope she finds someone. I hope this is a better season because the last couple things that we've watched and even talked about, it's yeah. been painful. Yeah, Katie's no. Katie's season was so good until it was a dumpster fire, and I really, um, I hope that that doesn't happen because you and I were we were very invested in that season, like from from even from when she was announced to be the Bachelorette. So I got teary eyed a couple times during that season, (laughs) and it ended up being terrible. And she picked the most obvious terrible choice to me at least and i i really liked her so i don't want to get my opinion of michelle ruined because i i really do like michelle she seems genuine and you know what i i really did like about michelle and matt season she is a really good kisser she's Hmm. really good so there could be some some good kissing on this season which there's nothing wrong with that yeah as long as you know there's no one like really awkward like Connor was Connor, that season. Oh, his upper painful. lip, his non-existent upper yeah. lip. <laughs> and she was a Katie was an upper lip kisser, so she would go for his upper lip, and it didn't exist, and it was just cringe. So bad. I have a hard time. I have a hard time watching people kiss. To be honest, like I just I really really do, especially when it's like if it's bad. Yeah, well, yes, obviously if it's bad, but like. I just feel like, especially, I don't know, there's not a whole lot of times I spend watching people just making out all the time. So yeah, I think when when it's bad, it's like really bad. Like I have to look away from the TV. I want to so. change the channel. How does Derek react to that? <laughs> um, the same way. He's like, uh, like he, he gets like a little bit like he doesn't want to watch the TV either. But if it's good, he'll watch. Like he'll he'll watch it but he's like most of the time he's like that guy's weird he gets weirded out <laughs> i get weirded out too i always want to just leave the room or change the channel and natalie yeah 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 well let's hope for a non-awkward season for michelle i just wanted to thank you again for for coming onto the show i think this recording digitally has really helped especially for 
your busy schedule and everything and i enjoy it so thank you again and i look forward to talking to you again soon before i end the show i just want to shout out my travel agent erica huerta with travelmation she is amazing she is the best person to work with for all your travel needs. The best part about her is people think that using a travel agent's expensive or it's time consuming. That couldn't be further from the case. You don't pay anything extra. She goes the extra mile for you. She's been nothing but helpful for my wife and I. We're actually going on a trip at the end of this week. So shout out to you, Erica. Thank you all for listening and check out her page. I'm gonna link it in my episode description. The Well-Rounded Geeks.